the saints? Where are the saints? Where are the saints? Hi, one viewer. I'm not gonna think through the whole thing. <laughs> I think that's just a nervous thing or something. Even though I don't think I'm nervous, I take that back. Um, I did write everything we're gonna talk about in oh. here somewhere. Okay. Um, what's up, one person? How are you? God bless. Go ahead and comment, share. What else do people do? Comment, share, like, subscribe, <laughs> and all the things. Mom, where's your phone? Hey, hey. Can you go grab your phone? Um, I can. She got two phones, one for the plug and one for the load. Amen. <clears throat> How are y'all doing? Hey, I'm Bonnie. Happy Mother's Day. Sang again. I know. I'm nervous. Yeah, maybe it is a nervous tick thing. I'm excited, y'all. So excited. Um, for the people that are in here. <laughs> This is the Bras Off Podcast. This is the first episode. <laughs> excited, excited. Yes, so, I'm so excited. So, 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 so. But what's good? Welcome to Bras Off Podcast, everybody who just hopped in. I'll go ahead and jump in while I'm doing this um, just to give y'all uh, the announcements. That's so church. Come on, announcements. Oh my God. <laughs> The church announcements, amen. Amen. Okay, so um, basically, um, the first couple things that I want to let y'all know is that we have dropped audio. Okay, yes. I've been saying yes. audio was gonna drop soon for the past couple weeks, and we have actually dropped audio. It is um available right now. It will be available on more platforms very soon, but right now it's available on um Spotify and Anchor. The link will be on Facebook after this live, and then the link is currently on my Instagram at Bras Off Podcast. Um, on Instagram, it's in the uh, bio. The link is in the bio. So, if you want to listen to the first official audio of Bras Off Podcast, it is live, baby. Yes. We live. It drops. Um, so please go um to that and click the link. And you'll be um, good to go to listen to the first audio drop of uh, the podcast, which is basically like a little trailer, a little special, a little sneak peek, you know. So, yes. um, just in case you don't know, in case you haven't listened to the sneak peek, uh, I just want to let y'all know what Bras Off Podcast is all about. And basically, literally, actually, I was at work at the time, and God just dropped it in my spirit. You know, you know how he just be downloading things <laughs> out of nowhere. And um, it was, I mean, literally the name, the the visuals, it all just came to me all at once like a, a, a Russian mighty win, amen. And um, Bras Off Podcast, and it's basically a platform to share um, my perspective, which is the perspective of uh, a black millennial a uh, believer, a woman, um, churchy, you know what I'm saying? Black church. And it's to share that perspective. I don't know how many platforms are actually sharing that perspective. And it's a very unique one, um, but it's very on par with, with the social climate, the political climate, things that are happening um, via social media, via the, the times, um, just everything um, that I believe we all are dealing with what it is to be a believer and, and young. I think that's definitely a subject that we all need to hit on, um, in this era because it's this era of transparency and living out loud and being very honest and truthful about what you're going through. And, and so, and, and it's almost uncomfortable to an extent. And I just want to place that on a, on, on a platform and uh, display that in that way. So I'm very, very, very excited um, that y'all are tuning in and loving on me the way y'all have. I thank you for all your support. We yes. are over 300 likes on Facebook. Yes. Well over. Awesome. Well over. Which is awesome. crazy because I didn't even drop it. Like, it's been less than a week. So I think y'all are two, two, less than two weeks. Um, and then... Um, and then we're almost at 100 followers on Instagram. So if you haven't already, please follow the Instagram page and like the Facebook page, of course. Um, and then share as often as much as you can. Now, uh, the main thing that I want to announce, obviously, I've been saying that I was going to have a special guest for the first episode, which is actually abnormal. Most first episodes don't do that. But I wanted to do that because what better way 
to release the birth of um, this podcast than to have the person that birthed me on Mother's Day at that. So y'all give it up for my mama, the queen herself, Rachel Hurts. Yes, 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad that we're able to do this. Yes, I'm excited. That was my dad. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I'm always going to announce you because the people need to know. Um, yes, my dad is in the background producing, um, so praise God for the whole family. Jackson produced the first audio drop, so I'm just excited that I have my whole family to be a part of this, um, and supporting and loving on me, and of course, y'all, I love y'all so much. Let's jump in. Yes. So, um, there are many things that I want to talk about. I got my little handy dandy notebook, amen. Amen. If I learn anything from Blue's Clues, it's to have a notebook ready, (laughs) period, Okay. So, um, the first thing I just want to allow you to do, Mom, is just to give a synopsis of who you are, um, your journey through life. Um, just, just let them know, who is Rachel Hurst? Wow, how much time do you have? Not that <laughs> much. Speed it up. <laughs> no, get, a, get a brief testimony version. Um, the, give the quick church. Give the quick church the, version. The pop-up okay. uh, testimony version. <laughs> no, I am Rachel Hurst, as you all know. Um, I am part of the Hurst family experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I also sing with James Barron Company. And just as who I am, I guess, is the question that you're asking. Who I am, I am a wife. I am a mother. Um, I am definitely a part of my church family. Um, very active in ministry on the praise team. Um, with the women's department, um, just wherever I can be used in ministry, I'm you know pretty open to that. It's very, very seldom that I say no to anything as it relates mm-hmm. to ministry. Um, I am an entrepreneur. Yes, um, period. I'm always doing Hold something. Hold on, while we at it, amen. <laughs> Look, I'm always doing something. Um, and just thankfully that my family, like my entire family, when I say family, I mean from my mom to probably the youngest one in the family is very supportive yeah. of, you know, any business venture that I've done. I do t-shirts and now um, I've been on a sewing machine. Period. Y'all. Okay. She's been on this sewing <laughs> machine like yes like her maybe calling it the sweatshop over here but i've been making masks i keep getting orders and you know i honestly um appreciate everybody that has been ordering and you know in the 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 time that we're in and in this Mm -hmm. climate we you know we have to wear masks to protect ourselves so if i could be a part of helping someone you know to keep themselves covered and to protect themselves i'm definitely down for it Mm -hmm. um other than that i think you know, being a mother, um, I love my children to life. I, and that's from the oldest to the youngest. Um, so that's from Desiree to DJ. I love my children. Um, I don't get to talk to, you know, Desiree, DJ, and Lexi like every day on mm-hmm. a regular basis. But they know that whenever they see me or whenever we talk, it's all love. So I love my children. Jackson and Kennedy, y'all know those are those are my heartbeats. Um from day one. I always was the one that said, you know, I don't want no kids. I don't want kids, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's, I mean, pretty much who I am. I work a full-time job, been working there for 21 years. Um, so I'm very committed and dedicated and, um, to whatever I'm doing. And I guess, you know, that's who I am. That's a word. Okay. <laughs> She's been at a job for 21 years. Yes. Y'all can't hold a job for 21 minutes. <laughs> Baby, y'all be job hopping. Amen. I'm praying for y'all. I don't know how y'all do it. Um, That's definitely something I've learned from you to be committed and consistent. Um, But speaking of, so you told, you said how um, you did not want kids. Did not. So I want to hit on that because I know some of y'all moms (laughs) in here like, me too, girl. But you ended up with two and three bonus children. Yes. So how how did that come to be? So, um... Honestly, with Jackson, with my who was my first child, it was not planned. Um, but hey, if you ain't doing nothing to protect yourself, hey, it's open to. Huh? You know, <laughs> Hello. If you a not, word. If you're okay. not protecting yourself, then you're open to whatever happens. So, um, I David and I had gotten married, um, and then I got pregnant with Jackson. 
probably within the first, what, three, four months. Three, we have been married like three or four months. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> so, um, y'all didn't hear that. Let's just hope y'all didn't hear that. Right. So, uh, this is the truth though. I knew that I was pregnant and I hadn't been to the doctor or anything. We had actually been to the grocery store. We lived in an efficiency that was uh, what y'all can Tiny. see behind us is probably about as how that big was that it. The measure of the was. phone. Okay. <laughs> it was probably about that big. But, I knew that I was pregnant. We went to the grocery store and I just, I stood on the wall and I just started sliding down the wall. I was like, if I'm pregnant, I'm killing you. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. And in, finally ended up going to the doctor and found <clears throat> out I was pregnant. But it was like from the moment that I knew I was already in love, you know? Yeah. And like I said, there's nothing in the world that, that I would trade for that. Yeah. And then um, with Kennedy, um, when I got pregnant with her, which was, what, a year and a half, two years, about two years later, um, I was in school, going to school, and I had been uh, going to school for cosmetology, was on the floor and everything, and I just kept getting sick. I was getting sick, like, every single so day. So I wasn't planned either, is no, what you're saying. was not planned. <laughs> so out here having these unplanned children, oh, children amen. but um was just kept getting sick every single day and I was like I knew then because it was the chemicals because kind of the same thing happened with Jackson too I started getting sick again mm -hmm. but that is probably why I don't do hair because I was like um I'm not going back to school and get pregnant again it seemed like they, it was some correlation between those wow. two. So, okay. yeah, that's why I don't do hair today. <laughs> you know what? It's like hair, I'm done. baby. Hair, baby. It. They go together and that's it. Okay? So I have two wonderful children, praise the Lord. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. One yeah. more wonderful than the other, amen. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't say, say that, that but, <laughs> but I can. Okay? We all know the truth. Okay, so <laughs> moving right along. Okay. One spoiled more than the other. <laughs> that's not my fault. Okay, so um, I also want to talk about, because I specifically, I do want to talk about, um, obviously, motherhood. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, before that, want to get into just your own, kind of like I was talking about, just with your journey. So um, um, let's talk about faith. Because uh, I know that, I mean, that's obviously a huge part of our lives, a which is going to be a huge part of this platform, mm -hmm. faith and believing, um, and, and how that correlated. I know you've told me the story of how um, your faith really coincided with your family mm -hmm. and, and the coming together of that. So um, talk about that a little bit. Okay. Wow, my faith. Um, I really started going to church at a very young age. And I started going to church through my aunt, my Aunt Mamie, um, started taking me to church. Who she was, um, <laughs> she was a. Pause. <laughs> Y'all, my dad ain't here. Eating, okay. This is how you know, okay. You know, people gon' people. Is all I'm saying. People, people just go people. people, and niggas gon' nigga. Because you always know. I don't know if anybody does music or anything yeah. like that. It's always somebody eating in the studio. Always. Just always. And this man eating crab legs. Amen. <laughs> Moving right along. Resume. So, back to my faith. Um, I started going to church at a young age with my aunt Mamie, like I said, who was a gospel singer. Um, very well known in Peoria, Illinois. Woo -woo. Shout Hello. out Peoria. Okay, hometown. Uh, she sung with the Chains of Grace. So if y'all remember that back in the day, the Chains of Grace, my amen. Not the Chain of Fools. No. The Chains, chains of, of Grace. Grace. Amen. Yes. Okay. And I started going to um, Star of Hope. Back then it was Star of Hope Baptist Church. Um, it has since mm -hmm. evolved into Star of Hope Full Gospel Baptist Church. And Come now on, I think gospel. it's just Star, Star of Hope. Hope church come on evolution yes that's a word evolving. but okay. i started there under the pastorage of bishop joseph johnson who was still the pastor there and just learning from him just so many great things um he truly helped set the foundation um for my life really mm -hmm. for my spiritual life for sure um just teaching me to have a relationship with god for myself and um not allowing someone else to 
be that in-between person, mm -hmm. you know, just really knowing who God is in my life and what he meant to me and who I was in him, um, yeah. which was a wonderful thing, um, even moving from Peoria to Minnesota. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I grew up Baptist, um, but when we came here, we started going to a, a Church of God in Christ, um, which was very traditional, and they were really strict with their rules mm -hmm. and different stuff. You know, they didn't believe in, like, makeup and pants, and unfortunately, I was the rebellious Did one. you get shunned, woman of God? In a sense... In a sense, I did, but then in a sense, I didn't. Okay. I would say, and the, the reason I say that is because it was, you know, you, you can't wear pants, you can't wear makeup, mm -hmm. you can't, you know, and I mean, they were like traditional, traditional. Mm -hmm. um, and I love them dearly. Trust me, I love them. But, yeah. um, but they also knew that I sung, so I was able to still use my gift mm -hmm. in service. Um, so that's why I say... Kind of and kind of not. But even in that, because of the foundation that I had, because of the teaching that I had, I knew who I was in God. And I didn't allow their tradition to change who I was because yeah. I knew that I was saved and I had accepted Christ into my life. I was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Period. Ghost, speaking in tongues, and coming from a Baptist church. Mm -hmm. You know? So um, in that, you know, and it just continued to grow and to grow into who I am today. Um, even, you know, we moved from that church to now we are at High Praise Ministries, the Destiny Shout out Center. to my church on Shout period. Shout out to my Apostle okay. Dwayne Hill and Pastor Hill. Um, just, you know, being able to know who I was in Christ mm -hmm. allowed me to continue to grow in him and not allow the traditions of people or the traditions of church right. to cause me not to continue my relationship with God. Okay. And I just feel like if at that time, if I didn't know who God was and if I wasn't sure and had a sure foundation, I probably would have walked away from the church because yeah. it was so, you know, so stringent, so strict to, yeah. you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't wear this. You can't wear that. And because I was free yeah. in Christ, and I knew who he was in my life. I was able to stand on the foundation that I had, you know, that's good. Had been um, taught. That's good. Yeah. Just the knowing the difference between um, the establishment of church mm -hmm. and and relationship, personal relationship. Yep. Um, they're both um, churches, of course, important. Very important. Um, the gathering of believers, but but it's also more important. The, the sure foundation of relationship with, with Christ. So that's awesome. Yes. Um, and having that, you know, um, and continuing that along while feeling um, judged or persecuted, especially in church, mm -hmm. that tends to happen. And But being able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm founded in Christ. Problems, you know, are going to come. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what church you go to. There's going right. to be an issue of some sort. So yeah. um, I know that's something... Y'all definitely instilled in us, and I want to get into that too, okay. as far as what it looks like to um, teach faith to um, teach faith to your children. Because mm -hmm. I know personally, I went through a whole moment, okay? Oh, yes, Hello? I went through a whole moment. I said, I don't know about this God thing, okay? Who is he? Is he? Why? <laughs> For what? For what? Why can't I do what I want? Right. Um, so I want to talk about getting, establishing faith in, in your child's life and then getting them over the, the hump of disbelief. Okay. Um, I think establishing faith, that is really just living the life that you live. Yeah. Um, you know, keeping them involved in ministry. Um, I mean, our kids was at church like all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, you know, David was a church baby. I was not a church baby in the sense that my family went to church and they, right. and I just grew up in church, but David was a church baby. So it was like every time the church door opened, we needed to be at church. Yes. Me on the other hand, I was not that one. I just seen a <laughs> meme that said, remember when, uh, we used to go to three services or two, three services, uh, yes. a Sunday, um, that was child abuse. I said three. <laughs> What's three services? Okay. Look, now y'all can, can barely go to one. 
Listen. Look, we would go to uh, church. Then we would go to uh, anniversary. So, so it's like we would do Sunday school, then church service. Then after church, we had to go to somebody's anniversary or some celebration if it wasn't a at second another service. church. And then a second service, a Sunday night. We went to church every Sunday night. The devil so, is a liar. <laughs> okay? So we Let's had two, two services at all times when I was growing up. Um, but uh, I think establishing faith in your children is really living the life before them, being yeah. the example of, you know, who Christ is in you. Um, and not, that doesn't mean perfection, uh, trust me, because I've not ever been perfect in that mm-hmm. um, and still not. But it's being who you are in him and living out that example before your children yeah. and again keeping them involved in ministry keeping them involved you know the kids were in the choir they were in the youth department they were um we was at the church cleaning up um you know whatever was going on at the church just keeping yeah. the keeping you guys involved in those type of things on wednesday nights when we had wednesday night service Sunday yeah. morning and, you know, when we used to have Sunday night service, just being involved in all of that all the time, I think is, you know, where that foundation starts, where that faith establishes in them. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as getting you over the hump is of not believing or, you know, questioning who God is, is to definitely to be open to allow you to ask those questions. Right. Um, instead of saying, you know, no, this is God, we serve God, and this is how we do, this is what we do in this house. Right. Um, but allowing you to ask those questions and being able to talk to you um, from my perspective of who God is um, and being able to correlate that with Scripture. Um, I was not always the best one as far as correlating with Scripture. My thing is more... Um, um, natural, real life examples of, you know, things that have happened to me that God has brought me through or bought me out or healed me or delivered me. Mm-hmm. Um, but David also, and, you know, being a two parent home, thank God for that. Yes. Um, being able to have that extra support and um, that person that can say, well, this is what the Bible says about this. Um, being very fl- uh, fluent in knowing the scripture and being able to correlate those things. Um, yes, don't get me wrong. I know the scripture mm-hmm. and I, you know, I know the word, but I've not always been able to say, well, you can go to, you know, right. this particular scripture. Right. Yeah. I, I might have to look it up and <clears throat> figure it out. But David being that person of, you know, very astute with mm-hmm. the word and being able to say, well, this is what this scripture says and this right. is what it means. And being able to give that understanding, I think, helps to get you sure. over that that hump of sure. questioning or not believing. But I also think that you have to have your own experience with Christ. Yeah, you have to. You have to have that, have to. that, that personal experience where he has delivered you or you've prayed and he's answered or... You know, something happened and you was like, well, Lord, I need understanding. And some kind of way, he gives you that understanding, whether yeah. it's through, you know, scripture, whether it's through People, someone else, yeah. um, or you seeing someone else, or, you know, someone else being able to give you that testimony Situation. of, you know what, I was where you were. Yeah. And this is what worked for me, and this is what happened for me. And I think that's what, you know, helps you to get over that hump. But definitely, definitely having that personal experience and encounter with Christ. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I 100% agree. I think the two main things that you really hit on um, were living it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is for anybody who's watching that. Like, you have a child. They're questioning their faith. They're questioning their belief um, and, and, and religion itself. Mm-hmm. It's really important. One, um, the living it. That was, that was really important what you said. And then the second one was, um, for me, I think it's really important to have your children active in church. The one thing I see that, that separates me from people now who I know were in church in the past or they did believe in God and now they don't, or, or now they simply don't like church or don't go to church. One thing that I can know for sure that separates me from them was activity. I mm-hmm. was very, very invested. I wanted to be a part of church. I wanted to be a part 
of different, you know, departments and, 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 and all that. So I think it's very important. Um, and you mentioned both of those. Yeah. And then the, the other thing, too, is prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer is yeah. definitely, definitely a key. Um, our kid, we used to get up, have 5 a.m. prayer. Look. Hello? Listen. <laughs> Five? 5 a.m. prayer. Five? Um, we used to, it, it used to be a struggle sometimes. Look, bay, bay. struggle. You, it was, some mornings it was, y'all get up, y'all get up, y'all, you know, I, I had to go in there and, you know, physically you get up, we get up I didn't prayer. want to get up for school. <laughs> Let's know. Listen, the, the bus came at what, 6.30, 6.45. Now yeah. I used to, you know, the, the bus used to come at weird times, like 6.32. Yeah. And you better be out there at 6.32 or the bus is going to pull off. I didn't want to get up. At 6.22 to <laughs> catch the bus. Surely, okay, I did want to get up at 5 o'clock. But that 5 o'clock prayer, let me tell you, it, it brought you us through. through. It brought us through. That's the truth. And I think that, you know, establishing that as well has um, allowed you now in your life to still be active in prayer. Maybe not yeah. at 5 o'clock, but, right. you know, still, you know, that's still being a very, very active part of your life. For sure. Yeah. Yep. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, I want to lean into this a little bit more as far as parenting and faith and, and how that affects your children um, and mainly um, from the aspect of generational curses. Okay. So, um, and I've done more, well, I've been doing more thinking, obviously prepping for the episode and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think one thing that we... Um, we always lean into what you received from your parents, the general generational curses that you have to fight with because your parents dealt with this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I think something that we don't necessarily really lean into is what generational curses you possibly gave to your children. Is there wow. something that you've thought about? Is there anything? And then there's, I, I believe we also don't lean into the idea of, of, generational blessings that we give to our children. I think there's definitely another side of this mm-hmm. um, as far as, yeah, you know, and I think there's, there's, there's way more general generational <laughs> blessings than curses. And yeah. I think that's not something we really weigh, weigh out and something that we converse about. So I just want to talk about that a little bit. If there's anything um, maybe you regret um, I wouldn't say regret, mm-hmm. but I think um, one thing that I know from generation to generation um, is just being overweight. Yeah. Um, dealing with that. And, you know, it was like, you know, my grandmother was, you know, my mother wasn't necessarily when I was growing up, yeah. you know, but life changes, people change. And it, I mean, it's just been in my family in general. Um, and I don't necessarily, I, I didn't necessarily think of it as a generational curse. Yeah. But now that I think about it, it is something that has gone from, you know, from one generation mm-hmm. to the next generation and it has continued on. Um, that's like one of the main things that, that I can think of. And it's just, you know, being unhealthy, being undisciplined, yeah. um, in, in eating, um, although we are, let's uh, put this period. Shout out us there. out. Shout although us we out. We are ch- making those changes. Shout us um, out. We have a trainer. Shout out. Is this a Tammy in here? Right. Somebody tag this <laughs> Tammy. Listen, listen. Look, and now, she this will week, get you right together. This week we ain't been on it, on it like we right. usually are. But you know, let's, this, this quarantine. Yeah. You know what? Blame it on the quarantine. <laughs> and, amen. That's all I'm saying. Just blame, blame it on the quarantine. Because, um, I mean, we, we've really been, well, before the quarantine, we were really, really yeah, on it. Yeah, we were then, on it. But this um, quarantine happened. We up and down. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to get back on it. Absolutely. Um, but I think that's one thing, you know, that we don't talk about, you know, as far as a generational curse is, you know, the unhealthy things that yeah. we do, the unhealthy way that we eat. Um, not exercising, yeah. um, unhealthy choices, and that type of thing. A lot of times we don't talk about those. Um, but there is a, a generational curse that, as far as family, is that I decided um, a long time ago that it was something that I did not want to pass down um, to my children, and that was divorce. 
Um, mm-hmm. I did not want to, um, I did not want that curse to continue or that cycle to continue, mm. um, in my family. Um, and it has, you know, it's gone from generation to generation and, you know, at the point in my life, um, when I got married, I was like, I'm married for life. You know, yeah. this is, this is a life thing. This is yeah. not a, you know, well, if we get, if something happened, we can get divorced. You know, that was just not <laughs> something that was, um, ever a part of my thought process. Um, so that I can say is a generational curse that, you know, that I decided that I did not want to continue um, yeah. in my family. Um, another thing that I think that is a generational curse in my family is alcoholism. Um, and I don't think we talk about it, um, in our family as much as we probably should, mm-hmm. but it's something that I've, you know, when my, as you guys were growing up, you know, and you got to the age when you were 21 mm-hmm. and not necessarily just when you turned 21, but just making sure that you had an understanding that this is something Being that, aware. yeah, this is something that has, um, plagued our family in a sense for generations and, so that you're aware of it, that you can be careful, yeah. you know, of it. You can make those right choices um, as far as that goes. Um, sexual perversion. Um, mm-hmm. That's something else, you know, that a lot of times we don't we don't want to get into and we don't want to talk about. For sure. Um, but saying, you know, being able to have those conversations, yeah. you know, with our children. Um, I think we've been, you know, very open about it. And it, sometimes you don't want to talk about those things because you're ashamed of right. the choices that you've made um, and you don't want to share them. But if we want to really be real with our children and help them to get across um, or not bypass, but not have to experience and go through some of the things that we've gone through, yeah. we've got to be really open and transparent. Um, even in those things that are shameful or embarrassing or, you know, what have you, um, as far as our choices that we make. Yeah. And I think that's very, very important. Um, not to keep secrets. You know, yeah. you know, it used it when we were growing up it was what happened this in this house stays, stays. in this house. Right. And I think that's also to an extent. Um, you know, um there's some things that you you just gotta be open about. You yeah. have to talk about. You 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 have to allow your kids to feel your pain or, you know, have an understanding of your experience yep. and those things. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I agree. What do y'all think? What are some, um, generational curses that you feel like if you want to share, um, that you, if you're a parent that you feel you pass down to your children? Cause again, I don't know if we talk about that as much. And then what are some stuff you feel like, I know I'm dealing with this because my, my, my mom or dad, dealt with this even if it's not exactly the same I think a lot of times there's almost a a a a it seems like it's like a category mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. of something you're dealing with and it seems like it, it's attached to whatever your parents were dealing with that kind of thing so um I think that's just really important for for you to talk with your children with Absolutely. and then for you to talk to your parents about um, yeah. reaching out to them like, Hey, let's, let's get, let's get real, real quick. Okay. Because I'm going through this thing and I know, or I don't know if that's something you dealt with. Um, and I think that that is something that'll strengthen us as, as families and as a culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think a lot of times in the black community, we often, like you were saying, what happens here stays here. Um, and I think that's, that's detrimental in a lot of ways to, our mental health, our physical health, mm-hmm. and our spiritual health. So, um, open and, and uh, transparent conversations are super important. Yeah. Um, you, you said something too um, uh, about our mental health. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, a lot of times we, you know, we really get into and address that. Um, mental health is a real thing, and I think us, I think we're getting better at it now yeah. as as a culture. Um, dealing with it and addressing it and getting counseling and not being afraid to go to a counselor or to seek out help. And that's definitely something that we, um, that we want to do. Um, because, uh, if I can help my children, um, not to go through and experience some of the things that I have, 
I definitely want to do that. And then another thing that uh, I thought about that you were talking about as far as generational curses is I think a lot of times um, finances <clears throat> becomes a big generational Ooh, curse. That's um, a good one. Because we don't, we don't talk about um, finances and you know, we don't, we don't get into teaching our kids about having an account or using so credit cards yep. or, um, you know, saving money, putting money in the bank. Um, and we definitely, you know, try to do those things at a young age. I think you and Jackson had a bank account at a, at a very young age. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. Um, you know, we didn't have it all together, but yeah. it was, it was something that, you know, from my, my parents or grandparents that, um, that I did not learn that I wanted to make sure that I, that I taught my kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I see some people talking about, um, Marcoya. Yeah. Going to a counselor. That's really good. Um, Irina said, determined to change my way of thinking for my parents, for my kids sake. That's so important. Yeah. That's so important. I think a lot of times, and when you hit the finance, financial literacy, (laughs) and and it's, it's really something to talk about. And that's going to be for another episode, but, um, Especially for our community. I'm talking to the African Americans in the room. Amen. Because it's not something that we were set up to know. The system itself was not created for us to have the information. So it's really important that we actively seek it out. Because um, the previous generations, like, uh, I know a lot of my uh, friends and their parents or their grandparents, if um, if their parents are like older, mm-hmm. but, um, they say like, my, my mama credit ain't good. Right. Listen, I, right. or, or, um, or I don't, she, my parents don't know how to get their credit back or, or things like that. So it's super important. Me and my friends have a whole conversation just talking about financial literacy, getting that credit score up. Yeah. Um, I follow at the budget Nista, um, yeah. and also Kezzy, really um, at AMV. I want to say AMW mm-hmm. just about building our own financial literacy, generational wealth. But again, that's for another episode. Right. Amen. And just even in that, you know, just getting the, the basics of mm-hmm. paying a bill, paying yeah. a bill on time, right. right. You know, not just paying bills, but paying bills on time. On the time. Um, Amen. And if you have credit cards, use them wisely, you yeah. know, don't overspend. Now, I've been guilty of it, but of course, you know, just just learning those things um, have have definitely, you know, helped me to to be able to make a difference. I believe in my children's life as far as finances. Um, I see a counselor now. Um, this is good at all depression for seventeen years. Mm. I'm seeing the counselor. It's been really helping me. That's oh, awesome, yeah. Latrice. Yeah. It's so important, especially, yeah. and it's I, I give props to you because when you're not taught and when you don't know, it's definitely an option just to stay not knowing. Yeah. Just to choose ignorance yeah. rather than saying, okay, this is something I don't know. I need to learn. Yeah. You gather the information and then um, apply it. That's what? Wisdom. Amen? What? Amen. That's good. <laughs> Shout to you, sis. Yes. Going yes. to counseling, absolutely. Um, I think that's super important. You can go to church and love God and still have a counselor. Um, absolutely, a word, huh? Yeah. I'm not a preacher, but don't push me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let's go now. I'm I'm gonna bring it deep, but I'm gonna come back up. I promise y'all. I'm, a, I'm not, not deep, but but heavy. <laughs> so um, recently there was um another meaningless um death of another unarmed black man mm-hmm. recently. Um, mm-hmm. Rest in peace uh, and prayers to the family of yes. Ahmad Arbery. Yes. And I do want to talk about speaking of mental health. Um, I so I accidentally, first of all, I accidentally seen the video. I was because you know how on Facebook you can kind of, you have to click into it to really see it, but on Instagram when you just scroll in, it'll just play while you're there, and boom, you seen it. So mm-hmm. accidentally seen it. I was literally driving. I had to pull over into this parking lot, and I wailed okay i was like wow this is really hitting hard Mm -hmm. and which makes sense because it's it's death right in front of your face um and 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 meaningless it it was so um not 
necessary, but I want to talk about being a mother of a, a black boy and then a, a black boy, obviously, who mm-hmm. is now a black man mm-hmm. and what it is and the importance and the lessons and the conversations that you have as a black mom um, raising a black child. Um, just the fact that I have to tell my son that they don't treat you the way yeah. that they treat other people. Yep. You know, that, that's a hard conversation. Yeah. Um, that makes you get emotional. Yeah. Um, that makes you feel some type of way that will piss you off. You I mean, you know, honestly, you know, because I have to tell my child that you will be treated differently when you're stopped by the police yeah. than, uh, our Caucasian or white, whatever, however you Anglo-Saxon, <clears throat> whatever you want to say, yeah. um, brothers are treated. Yeah. Um, that's definitely, you know, a hard conversation. Um, even in telling my child, you know, be careful where you run, yeah. you know, um, because you could be running playing, having fun, and they think you're running for a different reason. Yeah. Be careful where you run. Wow. Um, even with, you know, telling my child, um, I need to know where you are, where you going, who you with, when you coming back, you know, having to have those conversations. I mean, and there were times when, you know, Jackson was younger and I'd be like, okay, you are supposed to be, you know, at this place. I call you and you're somewhere different. Right. And it's not that as a parent that I didn't trust him or that I didn't want him to be able to go and do whatever it is he wanted to do. But I need to know where you are. Literally. Yeah. So if there's a shooting on Broadway and you are over on Penn. Right. Oh, I know Jackson is good because he's not on Broadway. Right. He's on Penn. Right. But when I call you and you tell me you're on Broadway... And you're not on pin, then right. I'm pissed off as a parent. Right. You know, because we have to have those conversations. It's, it, it's so unfortunate. Yeah. Um, even when he started driving, you know, it's like if the police pull you over, don't give them a whole bunch of extra lift. You listen to what they're saying. You be, do what you were taught to do. Yeah. You know, don't be um, being rude and disrespectful, um, making, you know, Yes, sir. I know we don't all agree with it, but yes, yes, officer, or yes, sir, or, you know, just making sure that you're not doing anything that's going to provoke them or that's going to anger them and make them want to do something to you. Right. Um, You know, so it's, it's different, you know, it's different. It's different as a black parent, as a black mother, to to have to have those conversations, you know, even with even with mm-hmm. with you, you know, same really same conversation for sure. At this point, it 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 doesn't matter whether you're male or female, right? Uh, just because of the color of your skin, yeah. you know, and literally having that conversation, yeah. you know, because of the color of your skin, you have to carry yourself a certain way. You have to do things differently. You can't act the same way in public that, you know, some of the other kids do because you'll be pointed out or you'll be, um, you know, you'll be treated differently. And yeah, yeah, like that, that's, that's just a whole different um, conversation. And it does, it, it can anger you, you know, as a parent, it can anger you just as a black person to, to even have to live that way, you know, and it's not just the kids, uh, it's, it's adults, you know, Um, being a black woman, you know, it's like, I don't want to be out too late by myself, you know, um, because I don't want to get stopped. If I get stopped, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, yeah, it's It's, a different conversation. It's a whole, it's, it's a different process. Big conversation too. And you're right, Winoka, it it is horrible that the standards, the conversations we have, the view of life that we have has to be different. It's not just that it is, it has to be different in order for us to literally survive day by day. And with social media being so prevalent now, it's, it's, um, it's so touchable, so tangible, um, and easily accessible. So, um, it's so important that we're having those conversations, especially with our black boys, Absolutely. Um, it feels like a lot of times that they're literally hunting them. And so, yeah. um, shout out to all the black men. I love y'all. Yes. Yes. Um, 
We going black brothers, we gonna, strong we blessed, brothers. Okay, <laughs> come on, Angie. Angie, yeah. Angie, Angie Stone. Stone. Uh, Stone. <laughs> yes, Angie Stone. Yeah, Who's Angie Scott? Brother. I said Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Amen. Did y'all listen to? <laughs> was y'all tuned in last night? Yes. Okay. I guess that's the yes. vibes I'm on. Okay. Y'all yes. was out in uh, Erica Badu and Jill Scott's live last night. Yes. Okay. I awesome. had all the vibes. I had. Awesome. I said, hold on. Let me clean my room. Because <laughs> <laughs> the way these vibes are set up right now, I need yeah. to be in a clean space. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so amazing. moving on. Yeah, it was it was great. It Love was it. a whole little reset of energy this and all the things. Alicia said, sorry. That's Alicia. Uh-oh, she said, sorry, I told Elijah that as a man, man in Minnesota, since Minnesota's a woman's state, he has it bad. But as a black man, excuse me, it can be worse. Don't become another statistic. Got yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. That's that's real. Yeah. It, and it it's is. important for us to have those conversations um, <clears throat> and, and just speak the truth. Of of that, uh, Dad. We don't need the song. It's the Black Brothers. We don't need the song. <laughs> you could like, you could like play it once we drop the audio. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> My dad is being a producer. You know yes. what I'm saying. Amen. Production. Production. Um. Okay. We're gonna take a, a break from from the conversation. I told you I was gonna bring it back up. Yeah. Um. And we are gonna get into some more, um, just honest, real conversations about motherhood. Um. Absolutely. I know. A lot of times we say, I won't keep you for long, but I'm probably going to keep y'all for long. Um, because <laughs> there's a lot to talk about about motherhood. But when it the is. audio drops, we'll probably like split it up into part one, part two. How about yes. that? Okay. But y'all, you know, y'all be coming in and out anyway because y'all not loyal. Okay. And shout out to I'm all the kidding. mothers. Happy Mother's Happy Day to y'all. Happy Mother's Day to y'all. Y'all yes. are amazing, powerful, strong, and all the things. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it, okay? All the kids I have, I give them back to their parents, okay? <laughs> Hello? Because <laughs> me can't, yeah? Okay, so I want to take a little break to do this. So I've been working on, y'all, I've been working on some little segments. You know what I'm saying? You know, how people had a segments in their radio shows and or podcasts, too. Some of them have. Uh, segments in a podcast mm -hmm. and so I was trying to work on some podcasts and curate some specifically for my podcast because it's uh um, it's about being black it's about being a believer um it is for everybody I want y'all to know that anybody yes. who's not um uh you don't necessarily subscribe to these particular um thoughts or 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 um identifiers it still is important that we listen to other people's perspectives Absolutely. in order to get a whole view of the world, right? <clears throat> um, but this is what I want to say for all the black people, because y'all gonna like this. So this <laughs> is what, especially you churchy ones, this is the segment I came up with. It's called That'll Preach. Okay. Okay, That'll Preach. That'll Preach. And basically what it is, is um, taking anything, really, a real-life situation, um something that just happened on the shade room, uh, anything. You can take anything, my personal uh, life, I'll take anything, and I will turn it into a preach word. Uh-huh. Because listen to me. You don't believe. If you can't turn something into a preach word, I'll just try to tell you something. When I was younger, this is what it came from. When I was younger, my dad, we used to watch The Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Film. Now that'll preach. The Matrix, that'll <laughs> preach. Okay? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That'll preach. <laughs> We used to watch, The Matrix is what, like a two-hour movie? Each. Not ours. <laughs> Our Matrix was at least four hours a movie. Let me tell you why. My dad, bless his heart, would pause the movie at any given moment, okay? He would get a download, okay? And he would pause the movie and speak a word. Okay, oh speak a word. A whole preach word about a particular scene or moment that happened. He said, you know what? The Bible says this about this and that, that, and third. Okay? Let's just making matrix ministry. Okay? And I, I was like, you know what? That'll preach. That'll preach. Okay? So this is what I have for our Mother's Day special. That'll preach. Uh, okay. Okay. So, do you have McDonald's money? This is a whole <laughs> cultural Ah, uh, 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 moment. Okay, it's it's yeah, it's a part of culture. You sit in the back of the car. You're hungry. You just got off of school. Come on. Okay, and you say, "Mom," because you know you know the route on, on on the way to home from school <laughs> to home. You know the route. You know when you see White Castle, Burger King, Taco Bell. What's coming next? McDonald's. <laughs> so you say, "Love." 
McDonald's. Like, can I please have some McDonald's? Can we go to McDonald's? And what your mom say? She give you that little turnaround like, do you, you have Mc- McDonald's money? money. <laughs> I don't have a job. What did you say about it? I don't McDonald's money. But let me tell you what, that'll preach. Okay. okay? This will preach. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Come on. So, do you have McDonald's money? I wrote it I wrote it down so I could give y'all the real preach the word. word. Do you word. have notes for your preach word? Come on. I'm not a I'm not a preacher, but don't push me. Okay? <laughs> Let me tell y'all what, what the Lord dropped in my spirit. The equivalent to do you have McDonald's money is when we ask God for something that we don't actually understand how much work it takes. I'm gonna get serious. How much work it takes or how unprepared we are for the blessing that we're actually asking mm. for. Mm. Right? Um, or how he wants us to utilize what we already have. I think a lot of times we're asking God, God, please, I want this, I want this house, I want this car, I want this anything, I want this relationship. And we're not actually set up. We haven't actually put ourselves in a place where we're ready for that blessing. Mm. Um, and then we don't actually honor or appreciate what we already have. And I think it's really important, especially because as a child, when your parent, when your mom say that, you really don't know that, uh, hello, we got groceries at home. Groceries is $200 a pop. Okay. (laughs) Listen, because you don't understand how much work it takes to have to get your bread, go to the grocery store, pick up everything you need. You're trying to be healthy. You're trying to get snacks. You're trying to get something you could cook. You just try to be a good parent so that you can feed your children. And boom, your uh, little nappy head itself talking about, can we go to McDonald's? No. No, we can't go to McDonald's. Because let me tell you something. Uh, We got groceries at home. (laughs) And what you're going to do is eat this sandwich. Okay. Okay? Amen? Let the church say amen. Now that, hello, that'll preach. That'll preach. It's all I'm trying to tell you. I'm just trying to tell you that that'll preach. Is yeah. there a word from the Lord in the house? Is there a testimony? Do you have something to say? Let me see in the comments with your hands raised if you believe it. Come on. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell y'all? Listen. Shabbat, you want to take your phone? He tuning me up because that'll okay. preach. Oh, that'll is what I'm preach. trying to tell y'all. Yes. And that is, that'll preach. That is this segment here. Yes, with the hands raised. Come on. Lift up Come your on, hands. Man. Yes. If you know it to be the truth, okay? <laughs> Appreciate what you have right now Come before on. you ask for some McDonald's money. Huh? <laughs> okay. I see the hands raised. Come yes, on. it's a word. It's a word for the Lord. Yes, I'm not I'm not no preacher, but don't push me. Okay, y'all. So that was part one of this episode. Sorry if this sound uh, just a little ghetto. Um, I had to kind of record this just after I recorded everything else. Uh, but it's all good. I had to do so to make sure that y'all get all the information, even though... Um, we just talked for days and hours and forever and a long time. I wanted to make sure y'all got this in two parts. So tune in to the next episode will be part two of this episode. Um, just a continuation of the same conversation about motherhood. Thank y'all. Peace.